What's good, y'all? It's Poppin'. Welcome back to another episode of the We Hate Sports Podcast, episode 141. I'm the moderator, Disney, and as always, I hope everyone has had a great weekend. Weekend. This past weekend was definitely a weekend of shots, with multiple games going into overtime, and a lot being closer than we all could have expected. But we have a lot to discuss this week, uh, so let's just go ahead and get introduced to the rest of the crew, starting with our two hosts, PC. My name is PC. Um... I'm not going to lie to you guys, last like week and a half has been just a, a horrendous run of bad luck for your boy. So tonight, I'm hoping that something good actually comes out of these two very boring and very miserable and pathetic Monday night football games that we're currently watching right now because both of these games are so ass like i i like i can't describe to you how ass it is that's how ass it's been in both games to the panthers and the saints and the Steelers and the browns i want you all four to know that your teams suck straight up suck there's no punchline that's the punchline right there you suck it's okay I got nothing to say this week. I got no opening. Um, once again, Broncos lose again and again and again, bro. I mean, I really just got nothing to say this week, dog. Broncos country. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, now we have Sean. Ah, great to be here on a victory Monday. My Giants got their first win of the season. Didn't come exactly how I was expecting it to. You know, I was expecting not as close of a game. Wasn't expecting to be down by 21 points. But the fact that they were able to come back from down 21 points, have an insane second half, got to clean some things up. But I I will take it. I will take a 21-point comeback that nobody could have ever seen coming. Any day of the week, a win is a win is a win. And last but not least, Tully. <sighs> Never thought I'd see the day that Sean is really excited beating a tanking Cardinals team. Like, that team is literally trying to lose. That team is literally wanting wanting to lose on purpose so they can get Caleb Williams. Have some shame, Sean. Have some shame. But we're we talking about a good team now. We're talking about my Baltimore Ravens going into Cincinnati and beating the Cincinnati Bengals, who are now 0-2 with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's Half being absolutely cooked. Jamar Chase doesn't look like the same Jamar Chase. Team Higgins is probably going to leave because they're not going to pay him any money. Their defense got worse. Lamar Jackson outplayed Joe Burrow being rusty. Over 200 passing yards. Over 50 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Zay Flowers absolutely smoked. He smoked the Bengals secondary. I mean, this is great. It's always... A pleasure beating that disgusting fan base, that disgusting team in Cincinnati. It's always great. It's always great. I love playing them. I love beating them. And like Will Conn Smith said, 
revenged is best served cold because all they did after they beat us in the divisional round by a fumble by going by if it wasn't for Greg Roman and a fumble recovery they were a loss to Tyler Huntley they were talking all that junk when Lamar Jackson plays Lamar Jackson has only lost one time against the Bengals one time one time he owns that city he owns that team and he owns the entire AFC North we're coming for you guys this year How do you own the AFC North when you can't even make it to the AFC? Con- Never mind. Never mind. Tula, I just want to say those stats you said for Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones did that all in one half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and get into what we'll be going over this week. Starting off this week's episode, will be our three weekly questions. Um, and then in segment two, it'll be time for NFL locks and shock week three. Then in segment three, we will be hurling into some college football talk with CFB talk with Sean. Um, segment four will be TK's tier list. And that is where TK gives his three does and his three L's from this past NFL week. Uh, then right before we get to our last segment of the night, which is my personal favorite segment, Hot Sakes, TK will be giving the crew a sneaky question of the week. Uh, we have a couple of things to get into, but first, if you haven't already, please be sure to follow us on our socials at WHS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter slash X, and that we hate sports all jammed together on TikTok and YouTube. Jumping right on into our first segment, let's get into these questions. Question one. The Dallas Cowboys and the 76 or I mean San Francisco 49ers after uh, week two are both sitting at a pretty two and O record. The Cowboys defeated the Jets 30 to 10 and the 49ers defeated the Rams 30 to 23. What's the best team in the NFC? The Cowboys, the 49ers or another team? TK, your thoughts first. I'm pretty sure PC is going to say it's the Eagles. I just want to get that out before. Um, you know, I even answer the question because I just know PC is going to take this opportunity to show love to his Philadelphia Eagles, even though, quite honestly, they are not the best team in the NFC PC, and a lot of us thought that they would be. Um, in my opinion, though, it is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott looked really good yesterday, uh, completing 31 of 38 passes, about 250 yards, I think two touchdowns. Um, I think when he plays that way and he's not throwing the ball 40, 50 times, Cowboys have the best chance to um, <clears throat> not only run the NFC North, uh, run the NFC East, I'm sorry, but honestly, just take over the entire NFC. Um, we all know Cowboys are the best defense in the league. Um, I think they outscored all teams, what's like 70 to 10, if I'm not mistaken. I think, Sean, sorry to bring this up again, but the Giants dropped zero points last week when they played the Cowboys. Um, and then the Jets were only able to put up 10 this week. So we all know what the Cowboys defense are. So that just leaves uh um, that just leaves the question of what is the offense. Like I said, when Dak Prescott is throwing the ball less than 40, 50 times a game, I think that that gives the Cowboys their best chance to win. Um so I, the 49ers, I want to put them there. I think that their defense is up there with the Cowboys as well. But I still think Dak Prescott is even though we troll him a lot, I still think Dak Prescott. I, I think I trust him a little more than I trust than I trust Brock Purdy only because we haven't seen uh, Brock Purdy and I don't even think we've seen Brock Purdy play ten games yet. So honestly, we don't have a, we don't have the we don't have a resume to immediately put um 
Brock Purdy over Dak Prescott just yet. Dak Prescott does have some playoffs wins. He's made it to the playoffs. It seems like just about every year he's been in the NFL um, until Brock Purdy does that. I can't, I can't put the 49ers over <clears throat> the Cowboys just for that specific reason. I love what the Cowboys, I love what the 49ers have in CMC, who I think is the best running back in the league. Uh, I really like the wide receivers that they have on the outside. We all know what the offensive line is. And like I said, the defense is stout. Like I said, the Cowboys, man, they just, they're, they're, I, I don't I, I think the Cowboys are the team to beat in the NFC. Um I'm gonna put the Eagles there. I think the Eagles have a shot to beat them. I think the 49ers are our team. I'm still not gonna give up on the Vikings yet, even though they're starting off to a really slow start. Um there's a lot of teams that people aren't talking about. The Buccaneers, I think that's a team you can put them in there that have a chance to beat to knock out a team in the playoffs. Uh Falcons, we'll see what they can do uh, throughout this season. I just think the NFC is it's honestly wide open. But right now, if I'm going off a of week two. Um, it's definitely the Cowboys, like I said. Their defense, honestly, I, I know a lot of people think that um, we've gotten past the era of defense winning championships, but, like, when you have a defense like this, bro, I think this is the best defense that we've seen in, a quite honestly, a long, long time. I'm talking about since, like, the Legion of Boom and, like, teams like that, bro. Um, They're up there right now. Like I said, they have stout cornerbacks. Uh, their secondary is extremely good. We all know what the defensive line is, and I really like what they have in the linebacker corner. Mika Parsons, I think, is the defensive player of the year right now. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's the Cowboys. Um, it's very, very close with the 49ers. But right now, like I said, the Cowboys just look like they're the team to beat in the NFC. And quite honestly, they look like the team to beat um, in the entire NFL right now. So, yeah, it's definitely the Cowboys for me. Dak Prescott looks good. And like I said, if he can continue to play this way, uh, the sky's the limit for the Cowboys. Yo, I just had this hit through five minutes of you talking about how the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. I want you to say that statement out loud, TK. The Dallas Cowboys are the best. The team Dallas, the Dallas, the Jerry Jones billion dollar company Cowboys, America's team. Dak Prescott, Stephon Gilmore, Diggs, Mika Parsons, all those guys. Pizza. The Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. Are, are the best team in the NFC right now. I was gonna say NFL, but I'm gonna say the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFC right now. Hands down. You see, right now. And the Cowboys, when it comes to Dallas Cowboys and recency bias, they, this is how they get you. This is how they get the typical Cowboys fan. They start off strong, just like they did last year. And they come out the gates and they look great. They look like a Super Bowl team. Dak Prescott looks like a top five quarterback and the defense is on, historic, is on a historic start. All right. That's great and all. Michael Parsons, he's probably going to end up playing the player year. That's great. That's wonderful. Stephon Gilmore, he's probably he's probably going to end up, you know, being regarded as top 10 cornerback again. And, you know, right next to Trayvon Diggs as well. I mean, that's a good secondary, right? You have the Dallas Cowboys, and the, the, the NFC is so wide open this year, and they're, they're going to finally, this is the year. This year is really the year that the Cowboys are going to do something different. For the last 30 years, forget all that. It's a new era in Dallas, right? TK, had you said the 49ers, I would have scoffed at you, but I would have been like, okay, I see what you mean. Hell, had you said the Lions, I would have been like, okay, I could see the vision a little bit. And the fact that you even mentioned the Eagles is what concerns me. And why I don't get about what the media is currently trying to push right now about the Eagles. All right. Just last year, we saw actual historic defense. I know you said that the Cowboys defense is on historic stretch while the Eagles actually had a historic stretch last year, considering that they were only two sacks away from breaking the record for most sacks in a season by a team. 
the Philadelphia Eagles, while they currently have some a couple of key players down for this season, Avante Max or uh, Nickel Corner, there he's currently out for the rest of the year now. They still have the best GM in the game in Howie Roseman. They still have Jalen Hurts, who's still a top five quarterback. I don't want anyone to think otherwise. And they got a running game that, when used properly, we saw what it was with DeAndre Swift this past Thursday when he went off 28 carries, 175 yards, and two touchdowns. They still have Devontae Smith, who's going to end up finishing as a top 10 wide receiver this year. All right. They still have A.J. Brown. They still have Dallas Goddard. They still have a top tier O line. They still have a God tier D line. So I'm just so confused. Like everyone's saying, oh, the Eagles fell off. They're not the same. The aura is kind of gone. I'm saying the Eagles are still 2 and 0. The Philadelphia Eagles are still winning football games, even with all the distractions around them, even with all the injuries that they've already encountered and suffered, even with the two new coordinators that they got in the offseason going through literal growing pains. I was there at the game this past Thursday. I saw it with my own two eyes. All right. This team still needs to grow. But the fact that we're still winning games, even with all of our injuries and mistakes on the field, should scare the league. Because if this team right now in Philadelphia is not at its peak, it's not at its prime, it's not at its fully healthiest, then what the hell are we going to look like when we are? Because we're still winning games. Well, and that still counts. And that, I'll, let you, I'll let you go, TK. And that still counts and still matters when talking about the top-tier teams in the NFC. All right? We won we actually won the NFC this past year. The Dallas Cowboys, the last 30 years, haven't even been to a conference championship game. All right? The San Francisco 49ers, hey, congratulations. You beat up on Kenny Pickett, who we all see right now is currently in a, a, a well, 11-7 to game against the Sean Watson-led Browns. And they beat up on the Rams, who they've been now for the last nine times. So if you're asking me, you call me by it's all you want. It's still the Eagles. And until we finally show signs of not being able to win games, because at the end of the day, a win's a win. Take it how you like it. All right? A win's a win. And we're still undefeated. And we still should be regarded as one of the top teams in the NFC. And the fact that we're not, the fact that there's recency bias, the fact that people keep saying, oh, you're, you're, you're being, everyone's being caught in the Dallas trap again of them looking so amazing and acting so incredible, and the defense so amazing, and Dak is so incredible. I want them to continue to do this. All right? I'll trust the 49ers way before I trust the Dallas Cowboys. So if you said the Niners, CK, I would have been like, okay. I would have scoffed that, but I would have been like, all right, fair enough. But the Cowboys, man, really? Whoa. Come on. Well, you, well, okay, well, I mean, PC, you know, see, this is what I love about you, PC. You make BS sound so great. Because let's be quite honest. First of all, the Eagles are not feared in the NFC for a reason, PC. First of all, your secondary is cooked. Can we get that? I mean, we can have that conversation. You, you, you mentioned everything but your secondary, which is absolutely terrible. So that's not no, so. Te- in a passing last year, you could, you could, you, you could literally depend on your secondary and your defensive line. Your defensive line, I'm not going to take anything with Jalen Carter, bro. Then let me tell you something. The ten teams that passed on him, or the nine teams that passed on him, you're you're, you're they're all idiots. All right, all eight of those you're teams right. that are nine of those teams that passed on Jalen Carter and let this man fall to the Eagles, idiots. All right, that, I'll say that first of all. So your defensive line is stout. We all know what Jalen Carter is. Secondary's cooked. Um, 
Yeah, you, you you named your offensive line is still very stout, of course. All all that's the all the stuff you named on offense is still there, absolutely. But let's not act like this is the same team. Let's not act like you guys look the same that you looked last year. You guys are playing these games and you're winning that's, these that's games. My point. That's my still, point. But but the Eagles are still trying to figure it out with the new offensive coordinator. So that's number one. PC. That's that's my point. Seventy. Okay. That's PC, my I point. Need to, PT, I need you to listen to me and think about when have you ever heard this from a team? When's the last time you heard seventy to ten, bruh? Meaning you're taking the ball out of Dak, Dak last year Dak's with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, last year with the Eagles. And what happened? That team went to the Super Bowl, correct? Yes. So, so if we are, are you saying that we're seeing the same thing with the Cowboys? Are you saying because I never said the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl? I never said that. I never said that. I'm not. I'm not that stupid, PC. Like, of course, I know what the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to Cowboy like they do every year. I'm just saying, bro. If the Cowboys were to make it. To the NFC Championship, but I, which I honestly think is super possible this year, whether it's against you guys or the 49ers, that's a different conversation. All right. All I'm saying is look, if the Cowboys somehow do make it to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of that defense. It's not going to be because of the offense and Dak Prescott. It's not going to be because of that after all. You're taking, you, they have to take the ball out of Dak Prescott's hands. They have to take the ball out of his hands more, which I honestly think Mike McCarthy will do. Like I said, Black Prescott only threw the ball about 30 times, which is what I said he needs to do, which is for, what I said for, uh, for the Cowboys to be successful. Um, but like I said, yeah, so the Eagles are still trying to figure it out. So that's kind of why the Eagles are going to find – I mean, they're going to find their footing, obviously. Like we all know by the time the end of the season comes, the Eagles will have everything figured out. And then a lot of people will start taking them more seriously. But, I mean – Right now, bro, it's 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 bro, PC, man. Look, I understand, like I said, but it's, the Cowboys look good, bro. Like, that defense is legit. I haven't I'm seen a, a defense this good. Like, even you guys' defense were good last year, but you guys, in the first two games, it wasn't 70 to 10 point differential between your defenses and guys' offenses. That's just insane, bro. Like, this is something we have not seen since probably, like, a team like the Legion of Boom. Like, TK. Statistics-wise, it's absolutely insane. On a Zach Wilson Jets team and Daniel Jones led Giants team, all right? Respectfully, the Giants, they just they just almost lost to to Arizona Cardinals, man. To Josh Jobs and Arizona That's Cardinals. Fair. That's fair. Like That's I'm fair. I'm not I'm looking at them I'm looking at their schedule now. Next two games against the Cardinals, all right, who they who we just said, you know, just blew a, a twenty to seven league against the Giants who just got blown out by the Cowboys. They got the Patriots after that, who that that that's a trap game, you know. Regardless of how I think matchups, that's a trap game, and it only gets even harder from there because then they got the Niners, the Chargers, the Rams, who have been sneaky good this year, and then the Eagles. So, it, it we're gonna really see if this if this Cowboys team is legit or not. All right, but I'm not. I I, I can't put any any money buying a, a Dallas Cowboys team. Man. I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. I would definitely have to agree with PC. I mean, TK, I get the stat that you're pulling out the whole 70 to 10 situation. But, I mean, them holding the Jets, because I feel like, okay, cool. If you screaming that they have the best defense, they held the Jets to 10 and we held them to 13. So, it's just not really so odd to me. The Giants won. I'm sorry, Sean. But I feel like the Giants won on account of Arizona purposely failing themselves in that second half. So, they can tank. So, I'm not just morally outraged to just give them the number one. I'm not doing that right now. It's too early in the season. Half these teams not even playing up to part like 
their game yet. We seen this last year with the Bengals. Start off bad to see where you ended up. We seen it with the Cowboys. So I'm not completely so. I guess right now, if you wanted to give it to them, you could. I still wouldn't, but hey, it is what it is. All right, question two. The Chicago Bills and Justin Fields failed to own to fail to own to to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27 to 17 as the offense continues to struggle. Are the Bears organization or Justin Fields to blame for the Bears' slow start? Sean, your thoughts first. Um, so it's absolutely both. Like both deserve their fair share of the blame. Uh both have been very bad so far this season. Justin Fields hasn't been able to read the defense. He sits in the pocket for way too long. He doesn't hit his reads. He makes mistakes. He just hasn't been a good quarterback. It's the same problems he had last season. He was able to hide it a little bit with his rushing ability. Everyone seemed to love his highlights. It got him voted into the top 100 list, but that was not deserved. He was a, a great, a super fun player to watch. Arguably the best running quarterback in the NFL, but as an overall quarterback, he was bad last year, and I had faith in him taking the jump this year. I had faith that this season he would be what a lot of people already thought he was, but he hasn't even been able to do that. He's had the same struggles as a quarterback that he's had basically going back to Ohio State, and I thought by now he would be able to have them fixed, but he just hasn't been. And part of that's not his fault. Part of that's because of the organization. Maybe he would have been able to fix some of his problems if he had better receivers, had a better offensive line, had an offensive head coach. But because the Bears organization failed him, that led to him last season and this season being a failure for the Bears. You want to know the worst part? Well, this I had to sit through an offseason, you know, of just watching my franchise quarterback, Jalen Hurts. I hate using his comparison, but it's the only comparison that I can use when regarding Justin Fields because I had to watch how fans and analysts like James Jones try and tell me that Justin Fields was going to take a Jalen Hurts type leap. He's more talented than Hurts. He has a better arm than Hurts. He runs better than Hurts. He is his ceiling is just so much higher. And the Bears got themselves a gem in Justin Fields. That's all I heard this offseason. And what did we see? What have we seen within the first two weeks? The same issues that Justin Fields had last season. Terrible vision. Um, literally reads that he's not making that people that play Madden religiously make on a daily basis. Um, I see from the coaching staff, they're not safe hire. They're certainly far from safe. As a matter of fact, Matt Eberflew, all right, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, they're not doing their jobs properly. I was never an Eberflew uh, believer, but the Spares organization, you know, Ryan Poole, I got to give a you know, shout out to him because, you know, he, he really, you know, cooked up a really good pot of bull's gold in Chicago. All right. This, this team, they're not ready for a playoff lead. Clearly they're not ready for the primetime slot. You know, I think uh, they, they take on the chiefs uh, this week. And <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is going to be a hilarious game to look at when I look at the highlights. You know why? Because that's the Bears organization in a nutshell for the last five, ten years. Looking for a franchise guy that they thought was Justin Fields and passing on an actual franchise guy like Patrick Mahomes. You know, 
I heard somebody say that Justin Fields is just a black Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> and who's going to tell him otherwise? That's how he's been playing. In that game against the Bucks, they ran the same screenplay three times in a row. Three times in a row. When they need to drive to, at the very least, get back in the game and potentially win the game. It's Justin Fields through an interception, a screen pass. It's, it's just, it's comical. It's, it's hilarious. It's comical. Um, shout out to all the people that were really trying to hype this thing up. But um, yeah, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on it. I, I, I think a lot of people aren't sold on it after after the last two weeks. Certainly after the last two weeks, I already seen Bears fans give up on the season. I mean, and the schedule only gets harder for them going forward. So. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's time to just tank for ta- uh, tank for Caleb. And if you're asking me personally, I will look for another head coach as well because I don't think he would lose the answer. I don't think he ever was. Yeah, um, I agree with Sean and PC. Everybody knew I was probably too much of a Justin Fields supporter. Like I literally would. <laughs> you can slander Justin Fields to me at all without me saying something back. But quite honestly, like I said, I agree with Sean and PC. Um, Justin Fields holds the football way too long. He doesn't check his – he doesn't uh, read off on his progressions. Um, he's not getting the ball quick enough. He's – it's – as much as I want to say it's the organization, it's like, okay, last year we had 100% to blame the organization. They gave this kid no wide receivers, no offensive line, no no defensive players. Um, but it's like this year you go out, you get a guy like DJ Moore. They signed some pretty good defensive players. Um, they signed some offensive linemen. They drafted some players in the draft. And Justin Fields actually looks worse than he did last year, which is absolutely insane, um, especially when you add a guy like DJ Moore and these weapons that they've added. I really don't understand what's going on with Justin Fields. I don't know if it's something mental going on. I don't know if he feels like he has to be better than what he really is. This is typically the year where third-year quarterbacks – um, from their rookie year to their second year to their third year. That first rookie year is ups and downs. That second year, um, it's kind of when they're they're getting the rest of the kind of getting the rest of the webs out. That third year is the year that they're supposed to take that big leap. Uh Jalen Hurts did it. Josh Allen did it. Uh Joe Burrow, he's rare. He was already good when he came in, but Joe Burrow did it. Uh Patrick Mahomes did it. All these guys tend to do it their third year. And yet Justin Fields is sitting here looking worse than he did his first two years. Well, I really don't know where they go from here. Uh, I think we're going to have a conversation where towards the end of the season, the Bears are going to be uh, in a competition with the Broncos <clears throat> for that number one draft pick for Caleb Williams with the Cardinals in there as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you have to necessarily tank um, for, for Caleb PC because I don't see the Bears are just that bad. They don't really need to tank. They're just really, excuse my language, shitty organization, uh, shitty team. They have absolutely no defense. The offensive line clearly did not get better. Justin Fields clearly did not get better. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where they go from here, honestly. You might just have to clean house. Fire everybody but Ryan Poles. He seems to be the only positive thing that seems to have touched this organization in the last 20, 25 years. So um, I really don't know. Um, I think we need to have this conversation also. It's still kind of crazy to me that Jay Cutler is still – I thought just it was it would have been Justin Field, but Jay Cutler is still the greatest quarterback that that organization has ever had. And I need everybody to just take a moment of silence and let that sink in. Thank you. We can go ahead and move on, Desi. Uh, yeah, I agree with y'all. Um, I just feel like it wouldn't make no sense to go get Kayla Williams. And your front seven and your front five is terrible. I feel like it's more to um, Chicago's issues than quarterback. And they tried to plug a receiver in and thought that that was going to help everything. But it just, it, it really didn't. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know what's going on with Justin Fields. It's sad to see too, because I know a couple of people too. I'm saying praying to his downfall. It's sad to see, but yeah, he's just not the same anymore. All right, moving on to our last question. Uh, question three: Which of the zero two teams remaining? Do you most expect a bounce back as soon as the season goes on? The Patriots, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Texans, uh, the Cardinals, the Broncos, or the Bears? Tolu, your thoughts first. Um, is 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 this a a, a trick question? It's one thousand percent the Cincinnati Bengals. Like this wasn't this team in the AFC Championship game last year, if I if I remember. Like, it's 1,000% the Cincinnati Bengals. And here's why. Because Joe Burrow's calf, it's cooked. It's cooked. I mean, he already aggravated it before the season. Now he re-aggravated it against yesterday. I mean, who, who's, who's backing up Burrow for Cincinnati, man? Nobody. Nobody's Who's backing up Burrow? Some dude, uh, I can't even say this man's name. It doesn't even matter. If the Bengals don't have Joe Burrow, they're cooked. And not only that they start 0-2, they lost two division games. Two teams that are in their division, man. In their division. The the Browns and the Ravens. They lost two division games. So they're not, it's not like they go out to, they played another team and they lost. They lost two division games, bro. Two division games. And if they continue losing, Zach Taylor, you might be on fraud watch, buddy. Because why did they give you a contract extension? What have you done since the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl? What what has he done? Has has he done anything? I don't think he's done anything. Well, if if they're going to lose ball for a couple couple of weeks, we're going to see how good a a coach Zach Taylor is. We're going to see if he's worthy of that contract extension. I mean, it's clearly 1,000% the Cincinnati Bengals because now you can say, okay, they started 0-2 last year. They'll turn it around. No, 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 no. This is not the same Bengals team that we're They Their secondary is absolutely Ride, bro. That's what happens. They let go of Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates, one of their best safeties. He's in Atlanta. They let go of um, what's his name, Vaughn? Uh, what's his name, Vaughn? I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, uh Vaughn, Vaughn Bell. They let go of Vaughn Bell. He's with the Panthers. Those are their two best safeties. They let go, and not they didn't replace them at all. Like they let a Ravens team yesterday who was missing two of their. Best offensive lineman, by the way. Two of our best offensive linemen yesterday. And uh, they, they couldn't score. They only scored 24 points against a Ravens defense that is missing Marlon Humphrey, that is missing Marcus Peters. Or not Marcus Peters, Mar- Marcus Williams. Two of our best, uh, best safeties, man. The Bengals, the Bengals are. It's clearly 1,000% the Cincinnati Bengals because, like they said, their offensive line is cooked. They don't find a way to, to help Joe Burrow. And if the, Bengals aren't, if the Bengals are not careful, bro, Joe Burrow is going to end up like Andrew Luck. Joe Burrow is going to end up like Andrew Luck if they do not find a way to, to f- 
fix that offensive line because that offensive line is cooked, man. You got everybody clowning getting to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has no time to throw. Joe Burrow has no time to throw. No, zero time to throw because their offensive line is so bad. If they don't fix that soon, Joe Burrow is going to end up like Andrew Luck. He's going to end up like Andrew Luck and retire before the age of 30 if he keeps on taking hits because Joe Burrow is one of the most hit, one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league because of that trash offensive line. And, and it's not like Joe Burrow has been playing well, too. He's not been playing well, too, man. Joe Burrow has been, uh, ever since he got that contract, and I don't know if it's the injury or anything, maybe it's the injury, but I'm not giving him excuses. You're the highest paid player, and you're the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, man. So, obviously, it's the Cincinnati Bengals because they're the Super Bowl favorites. People keep saying they're the, they're the favorites to go back to the Super Bowl, right? People say they were in the, they were, they were in the AFC Championship game. So it's clearly and it's clearly the Cincinnati Bengals who are who are in the most trouble. And they'll say that oh they started 0 and 2 last year. No, their defense, their secondary is cooked. Their defense is cooked, bro. They couldn't even get to Lamar Jackson. They couldn't get to Lamar Jackson while missing our our best offensive lineman in Robinson. They couldn't. Lamar got sacked zero times. Zero times. They couldn't get to Lamar at all, missing half our offensive line, man. It's clearly the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's not even me being biased. Like, that's just, that's, it's clearly the Cincinnati Bengals, bro, because they're the best team on here. Wow. Tell them. You want to know what's funny? That was crazy, bro. That was so. You hate the Bengals. You that's, that's not me hating. Well, who's, who's in a bigger hole than Bengals now? No, 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 no. That's not, that's not what we're going after. That's not what we're going after. What, what did I say? You know, you know what's so. specifically miss what I asked. I said, who will bounce back? Who will not bounce who back? The worst. Oh, you just hate, you heard the Bengals and went And you just did 10 minutes. You just did a whole 10 Bengals. minute rant. Well, thank you, Tony. Thank you. About a question we didn't even ask. Oh. I, I mean, I mean, I, it's, it's, I it's actually, the first. Can I go ahead and answer that? Yeah, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go All right, go so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry for the 10 minutes of the total bias. Um, part That's of not that he, didn't, that he didn't even answer the question, so I'm actually going to answer the question. It actually is the Bengals total. I do expect the Bengals to bounce back. Uh, specifically for some of the reasons that you named. First of all, the Bengals were here last year when they started going to. I really don't care how cooked the secondary is total. I could care less about the Bengals' defense. We've seen Joe Burrow be as great as he is, get this team to a Super Bowl, two, two AFC championship games with a ter- with a mediocre defense. So I really don't care what the defense does. Defense doesn't mean anything when you have Joe Burrow. Total, I literally you going for 10 minutes. Shut up. Okay? So the defense really doesn't bother me. I don't care how quick their secondary is. They lost Eli Apple. Big whoop. Jesse Bates, I will agree. One of the best safeties in the game. Extremely underrated. Uh, I think that that loss hurts. However, again, the Bengals have never been known for their defense. They have been strictly known for their offense. I expect the off- this offense to bounce back specifically, again, because we've seen them be here before when they started off 0-2 and have bounced back. I'd expect Joe Burrow to play like the highest-paid quarterback in the league because I've seen him play that way when he wasn't the highest quarterback in the league. Whether you want to admit, admit it or not, totally, yes, Josh, yes, Joe Burrow has started off to a slow start. He's still the best quarterback in the AFC North, and it's really not up, up for debate at all right now. 
Lamar Jackson still has to prove it a little more. Okay, number two. All right, the Ravens are two and zero. They look great, absolutely. Right now, I'd say that the that the Ravens are probably the best team in the AFC North right now. But I'm still taking Joe Burrow as the best quarterback again. All right, until the until the Bengals show me that they're not capable of being a team that can start off slow like this and still make it to AFC Championship games and Super Bowls. I'm still going to put my faith in the Bengals. I still think the Bengals and the Ravens are still going to be the two teams to make it to the playoffs on the AFC North. And I do expect the Bengals to bounce back from this total, whether you want to admit it or not. Right? You can have your fun with the Bengals being 0-2 now. You're extremely biased. You hate Joe Burrow for whatever reason. You hate the Bengals for whatever reason. Look, I hate Patrick Mahomes. But my hate for Patrick Mahomes is a lot different from your hate from Joe Burrow because you legitimately hate Joe Burrow, as if you grew up with him and you know him, Tolu, you do not, okay? So the Bengals are going to bounce back. You are going to accept it. You are not going to like it, and it's going to happen. And you will quite honestly possibly see them in the playoffs or see them down the road where you guys are playing for the number one spot in the AFC North to get a bye into the playoffs. Tolu, you suck. You didn't even answer the question. You're an idiot, a stupid idiot. We can move on. All right. Um. Yeah, once again, a very hilarious 10 minute rant. Another, just another 10 minute yapping rant by Tolu. That wasn't even necessary because he didn't even answer the question. So I'm going to answer a question here because um, I'm actually going to say the Bengals. Um, you know, all the reasons that Tolu mentioned that they're 0 2 right now, you know, you could be concerned about Joe Burrow's injury, which is understandable because, you know, his, his calf is obviously hurting him um, more than what he's leading on um but this team went, made it to the AFC championship game last year and if you all recall last year they started off you guessed it oh and two so this is not a team that needs a fast start in order to heat up all they need is consistency all they need is for joe burrow to find out and figure out who the hell he is and be able to be able to weather the storm. Uh, what we saw last year from this team, which was so incredible and propelled them all these AFC Championship game, is that they were able to show that poise and that calmness and experience with that team. Now, mind you, they did lose their top two secondary guys in Von Bell and Jesse Bates, yes. Um, but I think this is a team that this is a team that has more resiliency than what a lot of fans, especially in their own division, won't give them credit for. Um, and Joe Burrow is a fighter. Joe Burrow is a winner. Um, so I know he's going to have his guys ready. Zach Taylor is going to have that team ready. Uh, so I think it's it's going to be, especially from this list, I think it's undoubtedly going to be the the you know uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, you have the Chargers, but I don't trust Brandon, Brandon Staley right now. He's going after this year. The Patriots, Bill Belichick's on the hot seat, and the rest of these teams are, let's, let's be honest, going to be top 10 picks. Maybe not the Broncos. Broncos would have been my second pick, but the way TK's talking about them, uh, I don't know. They might finish with the top 10. So We will. Top five. Um, I'm pushing. But uh, say top 10. But, um, yeah, I'm going with the Bengals. I, I, I think this team that we saw, we saw what they did in the beginning the first three games last year. So I'm not panicking quite yet. Now, um, let me look at their their upcoming schedule, actually, uh, because these next few games are obviously going to be crucial for their season. 
They got the Rams on Monday Night Football um, in their in their next matchup. The Rams have been stinky good this year, so that's a trap game. But it's at home, so who knows? Then you got the Titans, and then from there the Cardinals. Those are your next three opponents. All winnable games, in my opinion. So the Bengals can very quickly turn the ship around, or they can very easily plummet, and Solo will be proven right. But I don't think he's going to be proven right. I think that the Bengals have got this in the bag. Yeah, I'd agree with y'all. i say the Bengals. Um, the Chargers would have been my second pick. But I don't know. I, Chargers, they defense is trash. They got a lot of holes they need to fill. See how the Bengals, they'll bounce back. I know they will. Even though I want them to, I know they will because they're the Bengals. They won't. So stop hating for one second. Like, for real. Right. Put your biasness to the side. His calf, his calf is cooked. Their defense is cooked. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins don't oh, look the same. brother. Okay. Okay. Anyways, now it's time to move on to segment two, which is NFL Locks and Shock Week 3. So, first, Sean? Um, I'm going to start off with one of my locks of the week. And unfortunately, I will be picking against the New York Giants here. Um, we got the San Francisco 49ers at home on a short week versus the New York Giants, who will likely be missing two of their three best players in Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley, as well as their starting left guard. Probably a couple other guys I'm completely forgetting that we're going to be missing. We're pretty banged up right now, um, and this is just such a massive mis- disadvantage and a mismatch. That 49ers defensive line versus the Giants banged up offensive line it isn't going to even be fair. This I don't expect this game to be close. If it is close, I will be very impressed and very happy and very optimistic for the rest of the season if they can at least compete with the San Francisco 49ers. But after getting destroyed by the Dallas Cowboys and having an, an abysmal first half versus the Arizona Cardinals, I don't think right now with all of our injuries and the way we've been playing, we are even in a position for the, to have a close game with the 49ers who have been dominating uh, since they've all all season and of course last season in playoffs. Uh so that is one of my locks of the week. I do think the 49ers are going to dominate. Um another lock I'm going to go with is the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Houston Texans. I love how CJ Stroud has looked, don't get me wrong. I think he's been a very impressive rookie QB. A lot more impressive than I thought. I thought CJ Stroud was really going to struggle as a rookie, especially on that Houston Texans team. But week two he balled out versus Indianapolis. Uh, and I, I just think he's looked very impressive so far. So, um, but despite that, I think this, this is the Jaguars game to lose. The Jaguars should still be the favorite for the division. Uh, I still think the Jaguars are a very good team and should handle the Houston Texans quite easily. Now my upset of the week. Uh, I felt like this was a little tough. There weren't a lot of great options to go with for an upset. But the one I ended up choosing was the Minnesota Vikings over the LA Chargers. I'm not super confident about this. I do think, if I had to guess, the Chargers are probably going to get their first win here. But both of these teams have looked very unimpressive. Um, I don't think anybody expected both of these teams to be 0-2 at this point of the season, especially the Chargers. The Chargers, I at least thought, would make a wild, would make the wild card. But it, at this rate, it doesn't seem like that's even going to happen. Brandon Staley's probably going to get out of there. The Vikings, they look kind of a mess. The defense isn't good. Kirk Cousins has been solid, but just not doing enough to win them games, and I, I just think they have so many problems on their own. Both of these teams do, but, like, the Vikings and the – like, this is going to be a, an absolutely hilarious game. Both of these teams are a mess. Both of these teams are cursed. 
And when it, when it comes to something like that, anybody's got a chance. So I'm going to go with the Vikings for my shock of the week. All right. Um, my first lock of the week is uh, like Sean said, giant uh, 49ers over Giants. Um, I feel like the 49ers are just going to put Daniel Jones on Blacked.com on national television because the way they're going to attack Daniel Jones, that defensive line, they're going to put that man to sleep. They're, it's going to be like a Mia Khalifa porn scene to what the Niners are about to do to Daniel Jones. And it's going to be hilarious seeing Sean suffer because the 49ers are going to destroy Daniel Jones. Ain't no way Daniel Jones is doing what he did against the Cardinals yesterday. 49ers are, oh man, it's going to be fun. PC, I hope you're going to watch this, man. I know you're going to enjoy Daniel Jones get put to the ground every single time by Every single 49er team lineman by Fred Warner, by Nick Bosa, by all those people. It's going to be hilarious because I'm certainly going to watch a little bit. And I'm going to enjoy Sean suffering because no Andrew Thomas and no Saquon Barkley to carry your bum-ass offense. So, 49ers over the Giants. That's my first lock. My second lock, I'm picking the Ravens over the Colts. My Ravens are absolutely on fire, and I don't know if Anthony Richardson's playing next week. I think Gardner Minshew might start. The Colts, I'm not sleeping on the Colts, but the Ravens are absolutely cooking. Lamar Jackson is is shaking the rust off, and I feel like Zay Flowers is going to get his first NFL touchdown next week. So I'm picking the Ravens over the Colts as my second lock. But my upset, (laughs) my upset is going to be I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Tampa because Baker Mayfield is looking like Oklahoma Baker Mayfield. The defense is still elite, and the Mike Evans is probably on pace for another 1,000-yard receiving season because the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles secondary is cooked. And I feel like Mike Evans is about to wreak havoc on the Philadelphia Eagles at home in Tampa Bay with the way Baker Mayfield is playing. Baker Mayfield is playing like the first overall pick, Baker Mayfield. This is the this is the Baker Mayfield that the Browns expected. But the Browns were always brown. So every time a player leaves the Browns, they get better. It's what it is. That's what happens. But I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to upset the Philadelphia 76ers. And not only that Sean gets to suffer, I get to see PC suffer. So the Ravens win, and the two biggest rivals of me, PC and Sean, get to lose. I mean, it's a great Sunday. It's going to be a great Sunday because I know this is going to happen. This is going to be great. This is going to feed families, and I can't wait. Let's move on. Anyways, um, yeah, so for my first slot, go ahead and give me the Dolphins over the Broncos, 35 to 33. Uh, I think it's going to be another close game like it was with the, the that we had with the Commanders yesterday. Um, but honestly, I would not be, be surprised if the Dolphins dropped 50-plus on us. Our defense is just absolutely cooked. Thanks, Joseph. You are a menace to society. It didn't work the first time when you were the head coach. I was not happy when they brought you back to be the defensive coordinator for this specific reason. You weren't a good defensive coordinator in Arizona. You weren't a good defensive coordinator coordinator wherever the hell you whatever the hell teams you went to after you left us. You're just not that dude. And thank you so much. We finally get a top five offense 
in the NFL, bro. And then you come here and you have to stink it up on the defense. So go ahead and just lock the Dolphins in over the Broncos. This is going to be an ugly game. And like I said, I would not be surprised if they drop 50-plus on us. If Tyreek Hill goes for 200 receiving yards again, which I don't know if that's ever been done in NFL history twice in the same season, but it'll probably happen this Sunday. And Tua damn near, he, PC, Tua might pass for five, 600 yards on us, bro. We are that bad, dude. We are that bad. So go ahead and lock that in. It's going to be a close game. It'll be a high-scoring game. Both teams will score. Um, but, yeah, I, I, the, the Dolphins will beat us by at least two touchdowns. So go ahead and lock that in. But number two, I decided to go with the Ravens over the Colts, 28 to 20. 23. Um, I think this is going to be a very, a very close, close game that a lot of people expect. Um, but the Ravens will end up eventually getting the win because they have Lamar Jackson. Um, at the end of the day, I think. Um, I'm not sure if Anthony Richardson is supposed to play. Sean, maybe you know a little bit. I know he suffered an injury, but I'm assuming he'd play this game. Uh, if he does play, I'm expecting a big game from him uh, to show people why he was the fourth overall draft pick. Uh, Anthony Richardson has looked really, really good this year with his arm and his legs. I mean, I think that, honestly, it'll play effect, and that's going to catch the Ravens' defense off guard just a little bit, but I still expect them to get the win at the end of the day, 28-23. to 23. So go ahead and lock the Ravens over the Colts. For my shock of the week, and I just want you guys to hear this side, all right? Well, not Desi, because she's not going to like it. I'm going to go with the Commanders over the Bills, 33-30. to 30. Just hear me out, PC. And I need people to, I need people to, because I'm going to take an opportunity to shout out my dude, Eric Bieniemy. When, did you guys know that Eric Bieniemy? That was the first 35 point game that the uh, Washington Commanders had since I think in like the last five six years. It's been that long. PC, did you know this, bro? Eric Bieniemy went to the Commanders, right? Did you know that the 25 points that the Chiefs were averaging last year dropped to 18 after he left? They're averaging 18 points. I understand it's only the first two weeks in. I understand that, but shout out Eric Bieniemy, bro. Because a lot of people were taking shots at this man, telling him, oh, it was all Andy Reid. It was all Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Eric Manning was just lucky to even be in that opportunity. That's why this guy can't get a job, blah, blah, blah. And this dude goes to the Washington Commanders and has them looking like a legitimate offense in the NFL for the first time since they were called the Washington Redskins. Shout out to Eric Bannaby. I just wanted to take that. But honestly, I think he's going to shock a lot of people again this week after he did yesterday when he came back from 21 points down against us. I think he's going to go into – I don't know if the game is in Buffalo or if it's in or if it's in Washington. I don't care. Bottom line is I think Eric Bannaby is going to do enough with Sam Howell. I think this offense is going to do enough. This defense is very, very underrated. A lot of people are not talking about the, the Washington front four, who might have the best front four in the entire league on that defensive line. No, they might have one – no, they might have one of the best – PC, you can wag the hand. Oh, they definitely want a top three. Top three easily. If you wanted to, you, I'll throw the Cowboys, Eagles in there. I'll throw the Niners in there. And I'm going to throw, and I'm also going to throw the, the, the Washington Commanders in there. It is absolutely stopped. They have studs on that defensive line. I really like the players that they have in their secondary who are completely underrated. And I can't remember the one linebacker that came from Kentucky. He's really, really good. Um, I can't remember his name right now. I apologize. He's super good. They drafted him last year or the year before. He's turned out to be uh, what a lot of people expected him to be. So, um, honestly, this defense is extremely underrated, but I think they're going to be able to just get just – I think they're going to be able to do just enough to get the win over the Bills. I think this is going to be one of those games where Josh Allen is going to – I mean, that Josh Allen where he does just a little too much and turns the ball over a little too much, whether it's fumbles or interceptions. Um, at the end of the day, I think that the commanders are going to win this game by three. I think it's going to come down to a field goal within the last 
couple of seconds in the fourth quarter, and I think they'll end up getting the win. Um, Desi, don't hate me. I'm sorry. I'm just saying I, I just really believe in the commanders, and I like what they're doing. All right, man. Uh, let, let me get to my first lock of the week. My first lock of the week, it's going to be the Chiefs and the Bears. Um, like I mentioned, the Bears, they got, y'all got some soul searching in you, man. Um, and the Chiefs certainly getting better by the week. Um, that 18 points per game, yeah, that's about to go up by like at least five points uh, after this game. I think they're going to route the Bears um, in Arrowhead this week. That's my first lock. My second lock of the week, uh, give me the Cowboys over the Cardinals. Um, we're gonna we're gonna keep continuing to push this recency bias about the Cowboys. And yeah, they're gonna take care of business against the Cardinals. Um and I think they're gonna they're gonna route the Cardinals as they should, as they should. Um, because Cardinals, they're bad. And for my upset or my shock of the week, I'm going to go because I checked the spread for this game and currently the home team is actually favored. I'm gonna go with the Titans over the Browns. Um the Titans, hey. They don't have the best quarterback in the world. They have Ryan Tannehill playing, but uh, they just won very tough overtime game against the Chargers. And, you know, they're not taking on much more stout defense, but uh, offense that is at best one-dimensional. Um, I think that they are more than capable with their with their offense of taking care of business and going into uh, Cleveland and picking up the, the upset victory. So give me the Titans. Um, as my shock of the week. For our first lot. In dreams. Um, the, oh, Lord. I'm going with the 49ers over the Giants. The Giants just, they're the Giants. It's a lot of stuff they have to work on. The 49ers defense is just like that. Daniel Jones is going to be running for his life yet again. Saquon is out, even though they really don't matter for them right now. But yeah, I'm going with the 49ers over the Giants. For my next lock, I'm going with the Dolphins over the Broncos. The Broncos are just, they're just cursed. I don't know. I don't know. They're going to just explode all over Denver's defense. Um, I don't trust Denver's offense. They don't put up enough points. So yeah, I'm rolling with the Dolphins. And for my shock, I am going with the Rams over the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow is hurt, I guess. That's his excuse. Maybe, maybe not. Rams just been nice to me. I like what they're doing. So, yeah, I'm going with the Rams over the Bengals. Now, TK. TK's tier list wasn't even next, technically. It was college football talk with Sean. So, Sean, ready? Um, yeah, we had a big weekend this week. Uh, a couple of upsets, including my Gators, sup- very surprisingly to me. Upsetting uh, John, Tennessee, um, volunteers. Uh, big week of that. I was not expecting to be talking about UF much on this show this season. But somehow we got into that top 25. So I'm excited to get into a little bit, a little bit of that. As well as some other big games that we saw this week. PC, anything you'd like to get into? Uh, yes, CFB talk with Sean. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't feel... Quite right. Um, just um, just give me a, just give me a like two minutes. Give me oh two God. minutes. Okay, What's yeah. happening here? Um, go ahead. You, you're free to ask right now. Just give me two minutes. I'll be right back. Is this a part of the show or? Okay, we could. Obviously, it's part of the show, bro. No, but about, why did he say two minutes? So like, that's a long ass time. 
No, as y'all's day, Ben. I definitely, I definitely could have did my tier list, man. First, <laughs> I finished. Well, two- it was the next on the list. <laughs> well, it was the next on the list. Maybe some homework. It's okay. It's time for the goat to speak. The goat, bro. Nigga, you know LeBron? The fucking you are not the goat. You're not the goat at everything, bro. I'm the goat. No, you're not. Sean, tell him I'm the goat. Does he Sean, you're riding no, dick no, license right now. It's crazy. You're riding dick right now. She hyped up my hair. I gotta get it right. Okay. Okay. Dick rider. You're literally a monkey. Bro, PC muscle. PC had a lot taking a shit or something, bro. Gianni, you, um, Gianni. You look like, Gianni, you look like Caesar from Planet of the Apes, you fucking ape. You look like Tyler Hero. That's what I'm calling him for now. I don't know. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. Tyler Hero sucks. Oh, he's so thick. No, he doesn't. Oh, he's so thick. What, what the? Hey, yo. Okay. Alrighty then. Um. All right. Yeah, Sean. We gotta talk about CFB talk, and we have a huge week of college football lined up this week. As a matter of fact, um, there's there's one game in particular that I'm looking at. Uh, but before we get to that, we gotta talk about the instant classic. That we saw this past weekend, where Coach Prime had literally all 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 of us popping out in Boulder this past weekend for this game between Colorado and Colorado State, and uh, yeah, they they delivered dramatic dramatics all around. Uh, what what do you think of this game, man? Like instant classic. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, instant classic. I wouldn't say game of the year. I think their week one was still game of the year for them. But huge game, huge comeback victory. Shadier balled out once again, continuing his Heisman race, continuing to fight for that spot. I think through three weeks, if we're picking a number one for Heisman, like not projecting into the future at all, just what we've seen so far, I'm taking Baby Sanders, Shader, uh, as my pick for the Heisman so far. Uh, Coach Prime got the win, got the comeback dub against uh, his state rival, um, huge win. Uh, Travis Hunter, as we know, probably going to miss quite a little bit of time because of a hit that I think most people would agree was pretty dirty and was not called for. He's going to miss some time because of that. That's going to really hurt their team, their chances. Their schedule gets much tougher in the upcoming weeks. They've got Oregon. They've got uh, USC. They've got a ton of tough conference um, ranked teams coming up. So uh, whether they continue this pace that they've been playing at, where they've been either dominating teams, having huge comeback victories, or something of the sort that's had them very impressive and is what gone to them to this one of the season, there's a chance that it's going to come down crashing soon. Uh, but so far, can't be anything but impressed with Colorado. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so... Uh, before like we get into a slate of uh, all the rigged teams facing off against each other this uh, this Saturday, um, one final word about Alabama because Alabama has a problem. Let's all admit, let's expose it right now. It's just the big elephant in the room. Um, they've been through now three starting QBs, and all three of them have looked bad. If you're Nick Saban, Sean, who are you starting for this upcoming game? Oh God, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to answer this. I, I don't think he has a good answer. I certainly don't have a good answer. Um, I don't know. I think from what I've seen of the three, I, I think Melrose was the best, but 
God, none of these guys are any good. They have really butchered the quarterback position. Hopefully, for their sake, they have some incoming talent in future seasons. Hopefully, they've been recruiting the quarterback position well. Uh, hope maybe they can get back to the Mac Jones, Tua's, Jalen Hurts levels. But what they've got right now is not working out for them. But if I had to pick one to continue starting for the rest of the season, I think it's got to be Milrow. The other two, they both played this week. They put up 17 points versus South Florida. Shout out South Florida. I'm from South Florida. TK's from South Florida. But South Florida's terrible. You should not be dropping 17 points on that team. I'm sorry. So, absolutely messed up the quarterback position, but I'd, my pick would be Milrow. All right. So, now I just want to go through a lightning round. Selection time, game selection for this weekend. I'm going to go through all the teams that are ranked facing off against each other, and you're just going to your prediction, Sean. All right, starting with number 24, Iowa taking on number 7, Penn State. And it's the wideout game uh, for Tolu, who will be in attendance. I'm going to be there. That was very yeah. loud. Um, I'm happy for you, Tolu. I hope you have a great time. As much mm-hmm. as I would love to pick Penn State to lose this game, I do think they're going to come out of here with a W. I agree. Yes, sir. On this one, Drew, Aller. Drew Aller is Josh Allen 2.0, and you guys are going to see it on national television, and I can't wait! But without the choking in the playoffs, you know. Right, right. Uh, next one up, number six, Ohio State, taking on number nine, Notre Dame. Um, Sean, how about you? I like Notre Dame this year. I really want to pick Notre Dame here, and I think I might. Ohio State just like Alabama, has not looked like Ohio State, and it's because of the most important position in arguably all sports, the quarterback position. They just don't have anybody there that's going to give you consistent production. Too many issues, too many problems, too many flaws at that position. But to be fair, it's not like Notre Dame is stacked there either. Uh, it's a, well, Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman is certainly better than whoever Ohio State's got. I, I will give him that. He's got them believing, which is why I think they'll be able to get the victory uh, this weekend. All right. Uh, well, I, I never gave a prediction. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a very good game, a very close game. I'd love to see Ohio State get upset. I'm always going to root for the underdogs. But I do think Ohio State's going to pull this one out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Games in South Bend. Games in South Bend, so uh, let's see. All right, number fourteen, Oregon State to be on number twenty-one, Washington State. So yeah, hmm, Oregon State, Washington State, Oregon State. I do like what I've seen from them this season. I think they've been impressive on both sides of the ball. Washington State, they're not Washington. I can tell you that much. Uh, I'm gonna. This is one of the tougher ones, but I'm gonna go with Oregon State. I think I think I'm gonna go with Oregon State as well. They're they're in a good they're in a tough environment, I must say, in Washington State. But um, I I do think that they have more than enough firepower on offense to pick up the victory. Um, all right, this second to last one here. Um, we already talked about uh, UCLA number twenty two in the nation to go number eleven Utah. Uh, I didn't even realize there were this many ranked matchups. I'm very excited for this weekend now. Yeah. Um, I think Utah. I think it's going to be Utah. I saw Utah. Uh, actually, I don't know if Cam Rising's healthy. He probably isn't. I, I would assume they have, there haven't been any reports yet that I've seen that he's going to be in this game. But if he is in this game, give me Utah. 
if he is, it's certainly Utah. I still think even without rising, they'll have enough. I saw Utah play week one. I saw them absolutely destroy my team. So uh, it's hard for me not to believe in them right now. I think against a UCLA team that's ranked, but nothing impressed, nothing crazy. I think Utah is going to pull this one out. I agree. I agree. All right. And the final one, of course, one that we're all going to be watching is going to be number 10, Oregon, to go number 19, Colorado. Sean, who do you have? This, this certainly, this will be the one everybody's tuned in. Ohio State, Notre Dame, too. Don't get me wrong. That will, I think there's a good chance that will be the better game. But just in terms of excitement and fun, this is the game to watch. Um, Colorado, no Travis Hunter. Shader's going to have to put the team on his back. Will he be able to? I think he's certainly talented enough to. I believe in Shader so much. I think he's incredibly talented. But this is a really tough matchup for them. Um, Like, just without Travis Hunter, without your best player, I I think I got to go Oregon. I think Oregon came into the year having a great chance at winning the Pac-12. Uh, Colorado didn't, wasn't even ranked. Colorado looked very good, very impressive. But I think this is their first true test. And unfortunately for them, without their best player, I don't think they're going, going to be able to pass it. Now, Sean, you know I'm an Oregon fan. You know, you know that I love my Ducks, all right? And Bo Nix, we trust, right? Coach Prime, man. Coach Prime, the Buffs. He had the stadium literally jumping out their seats this past Saturday. I still don't feel right, man. I still don't feel Hold on. Thank you. There we go. That is so much better. Do y'all believe now in Colorado? Do y'all believe? Well, it's um, it's a really good thing that guys like TK and Tolu and, you know, a whole entire nation really supports and believes in Coach Prime and what he's bringing to the Colorado program. But here's the problem. Travis Hunter is not playing in that game. He's not going to be playing in the game against USC. He's not going to be playing the game after that. And this is going to be the first gut punch that Colorado takes this weekend. Because you're not walking into Austin Stadium with a back, with a packed house and walking out with a victory, Coach Brian. I love you. All right, you gave me a big bag this past weekend, but Oregon is going to be the first team to hand Coach Prime his first loss in the Colorado Prime era. So that's why I'm going with Oregon. Still love you, though, Coach. Still love Primetime. Still love Sanders. Still love Hunter. Still love Jimmy Horn. Still love the other. Still love that entire program. But you're not walking out with a big big mother. You're just simply not. You're not against team. I put up 81 points against Portland State. All right. Where the offense for Oregon is currently red hot right now. Red hot. All right. 171 points for their first three games of the season. Red hot. So, yeah, give me Oregon. But, you know, I'll still buy, I'll still buy a, a nice pair of, uh, of prime shades when I get the chance, when they come in. But for now, these will suffice. All right. Buffaloes by three. Let's move on. Right, right, of course. Sure. It's not going to happen, by the way. Um, but 
that is going to do it for CFB talk. Um, like I said, like we mentioned, jam-packed weekend. Whole lot of ranked teams facing off against each other. All I got to say is get your popcorn ready. And I hope y'all believe. In the Ducks. In the Ducks. Desi, back to you. My Tigers not being mentioned is just... Mentioned for what? Why, what we got to mention? Spencer Rattler, dude. Like, you want props for that? It's a literal conference slash division game. We got it's Arkansas coming. Let me just do it. It's okay. I know, Sean, you probably forgot. No. My LSU Tigers. We, so we're not going to give praise to Jaden Daniels and Malik no. Neighbors' performance. No. no. Why? We're not going to give praise to that simply because of Mississippi State. And I just don't. Hey, South Carolina, man. What's his name, Cox? Y'all are cool. All right, bro. Cool. Cool. But you're proud of Colorado for almost smoking against Colorado State. How do I mute Tony? How do I mute But you don't want to praise. Hold on. You don't want to praise another black quarterback and black wide receiver duo. Why are we going to turn it into race? Like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Listen to this, Why do we have to turn it into race, bro? Mm-hmm. That's not that. South goes against South Carolina. Right. What you were supposed to do, and that's beat a Spencer Rattler. Exactly. Like, come on. Now. We didn't just beat them, though. Yes. That Congratulations. That PC, hush it up now. Because we don't want to go down the street of your Oregon Ducks. What, what, are you, what are you taking care of business to? What are you taking care of business to? No, I mentioned them. No, about see, see, look, and Coach your quarterback sold my slip. He sold my That's why I mentioned them. Oregon's yeah. number 10 right now. So, and LSU is number 12. <laughs> no, hush. Mr. Ian, nobody cares. Bro. Nobody cares. Hush Everybody up. cares, buddy. Y'all sick. Y'all haven't been relevant since anyways, Joe Burrow anyways. was there. Whatever. Whatever. All right, TK, now's your time to shine. Now it's officially time for TK's tier list. Thank you for that Come wonderful, on, amazing, outstanding introduction. It sucked. Um, I'll do it myself. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, week two, TK's tier list. Three winners, three losers. You already know how we do. But let's go ahead and start with the losers this week. Number one, let's go with the Jets. 30-10 loss to the Cowboys. And really, what, so what I wrote down here, PC, is what the hell happened to the Jets' defense? I thought this was a, you know, top three Eight. defense in the league. And Three. you allow Dak and, – and, and you just go out there and you allow Dak Prescott to pass 30, 38 for 255 yards, two touchdowns? If, if I may, CK, Zach Wilson was the starting quarterback for that team. Zach Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, you saw the game. Three interceptions. Three interceptions. You know, he, he had a bad game, but it's like that's good. But, but, but still, PC, it's like you still, you had, they had Dak out there looking like a top five quarterback league. Again, 31 to 38, bro, only seven passes not completed. Like, that's just unacceptable. And then to not be able to shut down CD, I remember, you remember, um, who was the DB opposite aside of, uh, is it DJ Reed? Is that his name? DJ Reed. You guys remember the press conference he had when he said, he believed that this team could go out there and they could be the new Legion of Boom and 
they could shut down anybody in the 1985 Bears. You guys all heard that press conference. He said, you allowed C.D. Lamb 11 catches for 143 yards, P.T. Legion of Boom right there. Legion of Boom. You know, you know, no, no, no fly zone. 1985 Bears, because that's what these defenses were doing. Absolutely not. The Jets are cooked. Um, honestly, I had a little bit of faith after they beat the Bills that week one. Uh, I should have known better. Um, you guys know I, I, I praise Zach Wilson, but I also understand that Zach Wilson this year to sit down behind Aaron Rodgers and truly learn what it is like to be an NFL quarterback because he's just not there yet. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where this team honestly goes from here because Aaron Rodgers ain't walking through that door the rest of the season. Uh, he tried to go on the Pat McAfee show and tried to give – first of all, he was high as hell when he was on the TV. I could tell he was on whatever drugs they were giving him at the hospital. But Aaron Rodgers t- t- made Jets fans and the media believe that there was some type of chance that if Zach Wilson could just get this team through the t- through the regular season and get them in the playoffs, that he'd make this miraculous comeback where he'd come running through the, th- through the, t- through the tunnel and come out and be the starting quarterback. Dude, first of all, you are 39 years old, okay, going on 40. I watch my superhero, Kobe Bryant, get the same injury at 34 years old and watch his career get ruined after that. 34, okay, Aaron Rodgers, you're 39. Just need you to let that sink in your head. But, yeah, like I said, man, I don't know where the Jets go from here. Um, It is just sad for Jets fans in the city of New York because we all heard all the noise in the offseason. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, they're their Super Bowl favorite. Uh, This is finally the Jets' opportunity to get over the hump. And here we are. With Zach Wilson as your quarterback in week two, throwing three interceptions against one of the best, one of the better defenses in the league. And now you are sitting here at one and one. And it looks like the Bills and the Dolphins are going to absolutely run the AFC East for playoff contention, playoff uh, seedings, all that stuff. And the Jets are still going to be third, fourth best in the AFC East when this was supposed to be the year. So, um, yeah, sorry, Jets fans. I'm, I'm sorry, but you probably will end up being on this list every single week, so just get used to it. Uh, so number two, um, Bengals, 27-24, lost to the Ravens. And really, um, I'm down just Joe Burrow, bro. Like, you know, you're the new highest-paid quarterback in the league, and I understand, like I said, me and, me and we spoke on this a little earlier, me and PC, when we said we expect the Bengals to bounce back. But um, as of this week, Joe Burrow, you do not look like the highest-paid quarterback. You don't look like the top three quarterback that you are in the league. You just don't look like that dude, bro. Um, I understand that the offensive line does not look good, and you're out there getting sacked a lot. The defense is absolutely cooked, like Toby said, which they are, but they've always been cooked. So I'm not really going to sit here and use that as an excuse. Bottom line is, you're a 200, you're a 280 million dollar or 290 million, whatever the new contract is you got. He needs to play that way. Um, and being 0 and 2 just ain't really a good look. But like you know, we all said on this podcast, we expect you to bounce back. So this will probably be the only time that this uh, Bengals team will be on this list. But like I said, Joe Burrow, you just have not looked good these past couple of weeks, and um. Yeah, we need to get that together. And then number three, Broncos, 35-33, lost to the Commanders. Dude, we were up 21 points at halftime. I was sitting here at PC. I'm sitting here watching my TV and my my Javante Williams jersey, you know. Sitting here, I'm just thinking, damn, is Russell Wilson back? Are we – are the the Broncos back? Like, 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 is it finally figured out? Like, and then the second half – we could not get absolutely anything going. The defense, I don't understand how a top 10 defense, even since after Peyton Manning left, we've been top 10 in the league every single year. To now literally, I think we're like ranked number 26 now defensively. I don't understand how that happens after one year. It's like you finally fix the offense. We hire Sean Payton to fix the offense. It's offense offensive problems gets fixed. 
Then you bring in Vance Joseph, who, again, everybody know I did not want this bum in Denver. I wanted Rex Ryan. I don't care that people were trolling me for wanting Rex Ryan. Oh, he hasn't coached this. I don't care. Anything was better than Vance Joseph. And now the entire league is seeing why. This man is a defensive coordinator who cannot defensive coordinate. Make that make sense, please. How are you a defensive coordinator who cannot defensive coordinate defenses? I don't understand, bro. And honestly, PC and PC and everybody, it's just going to get worse. As we play the Dolphins next, who I truly expected would not be surprised they dropped 50 on us. Then after that, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Then after that, we have the New York Jets, who honestly, PC, I would not be surprised if we found some way to lose to that damn team. Because we lose to them. We lost to them in the past two years, and I don't know how. And then we play the Chiefs again right after that. So Chiefs twice. Then we play the Jets and the Dolphins. All I hear, all I see is 0-4, maybe 1-3, which will leave us at 1-6 for the season. Just go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, Broncos fans, all of us. Just be like me, all right? F this team. We're absolutely cooked this season, okay? The defense is done. They're not going to fire Vance Dilson in the middle of the season. I hope John, I hope Sean Payton grows some balls and fires him before we even get to that point because, honestly, this dude's just going to ruin this team, honestly. And it's like, honestly, the, the, the NFL is better when the Broncos are, are good. And, honestly, another year... Of like I have to watch this team. Just yes, PC. The NFL is better when the Broncos are good. I don't care what you say. It's just like the NBA is better when the Lakers are good. The NFL is better uh, when the Broncos are good. The Stop Broncos it. are nowhere near the brand the Lakers are. Stop it. Matolu, first of all, what would you know about brands, bro? You're literally a what Mets fan? Like you have to, what? you know nothing about brands. All right. No, anyways, like I was saying, bottom line is this: the, I don't care what. You, you guys say the Dolph the, the NFL is better when the Broncos are a good team. Okay. They're in that mix. The NFL is better. And unfortunately, we have been robbed of another year of the Broncos being good. And I can honestly say it's Russ, it's not your fault. I just hope that all the people who are criticizing Russ and coming for Russ and calling him corny, which he is pretty corny. He is corny. That's never gonna change. But calling saying Russ is washed and saying Russ is this is no, we got yesterday was vintage Seattle Russ. And we still lost, which means the quarterback is not the issue. The defense is the issue. So we need to figure that out. I don't expect anything from this team this year. I don't expect it to get figured out because, like I said, I've seen Vance Joseph be my head coach. I've seen how bad those defenses were. And now he's the defensive coordinator who's actually putting his hand on everything defensively, and it's not going to get better. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a sad year for Broncos fans. I'll just try to be as optimistic as I am. At least we're in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. So just go ahead and just uh, – Look forward to that because we got nothing to look forward to. So, yeah, let's go with the winners for this week. Um, how about those Falcons, PC Falcons 25 24 win over the Packers? Um, look, man, I, 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 look, I still don't believe Desmond Ritter. I think he is a shithole quarterback. Excuse my language. I think he's dog shit. I think he's trash. I think he's not an NFL ready quarterback. But yesterday, he, he looked pretty good. You know, he had the one interception. But he passed for 237 yards. Had to pass a touchdown and a rushing touchdown. But can we talk about B. John Robinson, PC? 124 rushing yards and a touchdown, bro. This dude is sick. He's up next. I tried to tell everybody when they drafted him, this kid is going to be up next, bro. He's special. I just want you to talk about what do you see from me? These are already running back in the league, or am I just tripping? Because I'm saying yes, bro. I'm saying he is the best running back in the league. No, uh, no, 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 no. Top five, top five running back right now. Um, I think you can make the case right now for top five. Sure. Um, now I want to see it consistently throughout the season, but yeah, we're going off recently, guys. Yeah, 
I think he would really have a case for top five. I mean, he's, I think, single-handedly the reason why the Falcons are even 2-0 to begin with. Um, now, Desmond Ritter, I'm with you on the same page in the sense that I don't believe in him. I, I still think he's pretty inaccurate. But, you know, when you have that good weapons and a guy like Bijan on your team, uh, even a broken clock is right, you know, twice uh, in a day. So I think that the Falcons, like, being 2-0 right now, it's it maybe the the fakest 2-0 uh, out of all the teams that I've seen. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I think if we – if the Packers had just a little bit more time, I think they'd win that game, but uh, that's not how the NFL works. I think the Packers played the more complete game um, and they just kind of really choked at the end in the fourth quarter. Um, so, yeah, this 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 Falcons team, it's cool that they're 2-0. You know, they're probably going to be competing in that, you know, terrible division. But uh, B. John Robinson, certainly the bright spot this week. And he is – I saw a few plays in that game, you know, this past Sunday where it, he just looked incredible. So, yeah, congratulations, Atlanta. You got yourself to gym. Yeah, absolutely, and it's uh, and it's not even what he does with the running; it's what he can do with the catching uh, with the backfield as well. And we didn't even mention Tyler Aguirre, who's also another running back or that one-two punch that the Falcons need. I think this is going to be one of the better, uh, if not the best, rushing team in the NFL when it, when it's all said and done at the end of the season. But yeah, I think honestly, uh, PC, I think uh, the coaches figured it out. Uh, just run the ball a ton and let Desmond Ritter not pass the ball maybe over twenty times a game. And you give yourself the best chance to win these games. Because, honestly, uh, we'd all agree. The NFC, after, like we said, the three teams that we named, uh, the Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers, it's wide open for teams to go ahead and get into the playoffs. And, um, honestly, I think if the Foxes can keep this up, they're going to be one of those teams that get into the playoffs uh, because of how wide open the NFC is after those three teams. So, uh, yeah, um, Falcons fans, like PC said, you got to, you guys got yourself a good one. You got two good ones. Um, and then we didn't even name Drake London and, and uh, Kyle Pitts, who still are – are elite athletes out there who still are, are not getting uh, the opportunity that they're getting because of the quarterback situation. But, uh, you know, like I said, if, if, if it's winning, bro, if you can run, if you can run the ball 30, 40 times a game and come out with a win, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Um, especially when you have two young studs uh, in the backfield. So, um, yeah, I think the Falcons are really figuring out. I think they're going to be one of the teams that end up sneaking into the um, playoffs in the NFC. Um, my second winner, I talked about a little earlier, the Dolphins over the Pats, uh, Bro, Tua is really looking like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, if we're going off just the first two weeks, I think you have to have Tua in your top uh, five conversation. Um, maybe not overall with the past season, but I'm saying if we're going off this 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 season, Tua definitely looks like one of the best, if not the best quarterback. Um, but how about Raheem Mostert, bro? 120, 21 yards. He was he he's been signing the entire offseason. Uh, he had a big game, Mostert, 121 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Um, PC, what if I told you Tyreek Hill would only have 40 yards receiving in this game? I told you. Do you so. think that? I would. I would. I would think it was a loss. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. If you told me Ty, they would that the Patriots would hold Tyreek to 40 yards, I would have thought that that was a loss. That's exactly what they did. Held him to 40 yards. He got the touchdown. Uh, shout out to to Waddle who got 86 yards. Um, and Tua is just his ability to find. He's had he had about three wide receivers with over 50 yards receiving. So um, two is out there. He's going out there. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Um, even and even when we know how Bill Belichick is, he goes out there. He shuts down your best option, which was Tyreek Hill. That didn't phase two at all. As they still go out there and get the win over the Pats, who um is one of the better uh, defenses in the league. They have been every single year because of Bill Belichick. Um, 
but yeah, man, I think the Dolphins are the, are the best team in the AFC East. Um, I would say the Bills, but I'm still kind of got flashbacks of that first game where uh, uh, Josh Allen threw those three picks and had the two fumbles. Um, but I expect the Bills to bounce back. But I, like I said earlier, a little earlier, I think the Dolphins and the, and the uh, Bills are going to be fighting for that number one spot in the AFC East. Now, it's going to be fun to watch these two teams, honestly. Um, sadly that we put the Jets in there, but like I said, they don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore, so it's kind of sad that we got robbed um, from seeing that because I honestly thought this would be just going to be a dogfight between the Bills, Jets, uh, and Dolphins. But unfortunately, it's going to be the Dolphins or Bills. But yeah, right now, man, Tua is playing lights out. Um, we all question, can Tua stay healthy? He's been doing a good job of, of showing that he can do it the first two weeks. Let's just hope, let's just hope that it can continue throughout the season because Honestly, I think if the Dolphins, if the Dolphins could somehow and Tua can stay healthy for the entire season, I think this is one of the teams that we're talking uh, in the AFC Championship game, uh, whether it's against the, the the Bills or the Ravens or the Chiefs or any of those teams. I just think that offensively, the Dolphins are the best team in the AFC uh, when they when they have it all clicking. So um, yeah, Dolphins are going to be on my winners list this week. And last but not least, 49ers over the Rams, thirty to twenty three. Um, PC touched on it earlier. This Rams team, they're they've been really, really sneaky good. And this is without Cooper Cup. Uh, we all know the cap, the the cap issues that they have. This is not really, this is really not a good team on paper. Somehow they're going out there and uh, Matthew Stafford. I think he's not getting talked about enough. He's he's in he's one of the players that's in my MVP um uh, list right now because of how well he's been playing. Um, especially like I said, without his best weapon, that Tutu Atwell and all these other dudes that we don't even we didn't know anything about last year. They were on the roster. We knew nothing. We knew nothing about these guys last year, and he's got these guys coming out and like and, and he's got them playing lights out. Um, and that's all, and that's honestly all because of Matthew Stafford, uh, the veteran, and him knowing you know how to play with different types of players and everything. I think it just comes back from his Lions days. He's played with some of the, the worst players and had these teams in the playoffs with the Lions. Um. So yeah, um, CM, uh, 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 CMC, one hundred sixteen is a touchdown. Fred Warner or Mika, right now, PC. Who you got for defensive player of the year? I would go Mika, but God, it's so close. It see. is, man. It is. I think Fred Warner is. I think everybody knows he's the best linebacker. But I don't think. I think guys like Mika and uh, and, and Joey Bosa, who's actually on his team. I think those guys always get those extra shine because of how flashy and, 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 and of how flashy they are. But Fred Warner, this is a dude that gets 100 tackles every single year. It seems like he's getting about 10 sacks a year, and he never gets talked about. Best middle, best linebacker in the league, hands down. This dude's never get talked about. I would love to see him win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. But, yeah, PC, I totally agree. It's gonna. I, I think right now it's definitely going to be Mika Parsons. I don't think anybody's going to take that away from him. And I understand we're only in week two. But, man, this dude, is Mika, is, he's different, bro. He's different. Um, And then I want to talk about – uh. Uh, 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 I'm having a brain fire. Tell me the quarterback. Uh, tell me the quarterback's name for the Niners again. I'm having a brain fire. Brock Purdy. Sorry, I had a brain fire. Sorry about that, guys. But yeah, Brock Purdy. Um, didn't throw any touchdowns. Uh, only 206 yards. But I think the most important thing is PC. He didn't turn the ball over in this game, and this wasn't the prettiest game for the 49ers. And I think this is just another thing that uh, another way of, of Brock Purdy showing you that he's legit. Doesn't have to go out there and 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 throw for two three touchdowns, but he also can go out there and not turn the ball over for you, which is a lot of which is something a lot of quarterbacks have these problems with when they're not throwing. Uh, when you go out, you see a quarterback hasn't thrown a touchdown. He's usually throwing a pick or two. But like I said, that Brock Purdy is real. He keeps going out there and showing. He keeps going out there and winning. I think this is like his ninth tenth win in a row now. Um, yeah, that's gonna be the three winners, three losers of the week. Um, 
It's been a fun week. Like, it's, it's a lot of shocks. Definitely my Broncos. I very, very motivated and confident that we would get the win over the commanders. We did not. But um, I'm pretty sure next week it'll be some more shocks in the winners and shocks in the losers. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and throw it back to Z, not the GOAT. Anyways, thank you for throwing it back to the GOAT. Um, TK, Broncos country, we fry. Broncos country, we cry. Broncos country, we're slob. I mean, I don't know why, but Anybody here's the thing. add another one? Yeah. Broncos country, Anybody we're getting Shay- <laughs> Yes, Broncos country, we're getting Shay Dear Sanders. Broncos country, we're getting Caleb Williams. We're getting, like, y'all don't understand how I win either way. Okay, he's gone. We trade him. Bro. If we- are you hearing this? Well, let me get this thing. Wait, 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 shut up, shut up, wait, shut up, everybody shut up, I'm gonna ask y'all a serious question, so you mean to tell me if Russ plays like he did yesterday, 306 passing yards, three touchdowns, if he plays like that for the rest of the season, we still lose, you tell me we can't trade Russ to a team, nobody's gonna take a chance on Russ, are you crazy? Thing is, the thing. I mean, most of them yards came in garbage time. Why would That's absolutely bullshit, Russ threw for like 250 yards the first half, what are you talking about? First half, that's a bad thing. If he threw 300 and you say he threw 250 in the first half. But why are you telling me like I care? I'm Shay Deer Sanders or Caleb Williams. I really don't care. Like, I win either way. You're not either way. Oh, my God. The thing is, CK, Russ is playing excellent. Why would you go and draft his? Because, okay, so I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to answer the question. All right. Has Sean Payton not always. Got his own quarterback. He didn't pick Russ. He didn't want Russ. He doesn't want Russ now. He's simply coming into the situation, knowing that when he comes into the situation, if Russ sucks this year, which he doesn't, but unfortunately for Russ, people are are going to remember that first season. So it doesn't matter how good he plays this season. We're going to remember that first season. Say that we paid him way too much. We're going to be top five pick. We're going to either take the quarterback from Texas. We're going to take the quarterback from Washington, the quarterback from, from Shadier Sanders, or we're going to take Caleb Wins. But PC and Desi, sweetheart, we're going to get a quarterback 100%. Russ is gone. He's getting traded for a third and fourth round, and we win. So Russ is a scapegoat. Okay. Cool. No, 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 Russ, but totally, that's what you're not understanding. So you're mean to tell me if we get a top five pick, y'all think, y'all think Sean Payton's not going to pick a quarterback. That's what you're telling me. Sean Payton's going to pick protection for Russ because Russ has been. He already got, but listen, he already got protection for Russ. The offensive line is not the problem. Russ is still holding on to the ball too long sometimes. He got to stop that shit, bro. Our offensive line is good. Go look at the statistics. (laughs) Our offensive line is good, bro. He do. I mean, he holds the ball Russ too long. That's his fault. Exactly. TK, when I told you this, when I told you this last year, you jumped down my throat. I told you this last. Do you? Season, okay, PC. He does he not realize? Does he not? Real, okay, <laughs> but do you not realize? Said, I came no, from six. Bro, I had sixteen quarterbacks. No, I'm not saying you didn't say that, but I had sixteen quarterbacks. I don't give a fuck if motherfucking Carson Wentz walked through that door. I was happy to have a quarterback with a big name who won a Super Bowl. Who Russ fooled me. He did. He did. You tried to tell me. You did. But at the end of the day, bro, I went through 16 quarterbacks. I would have been happy with anybody. I'm about to be 17. That's about to be 17. <laughs> Caleb Williams will be 17. 18. 18 is crazy. Chico, you know who you guys need? You guys need Tyler. Caleb Williams. Uh, Sanders. 
Tyler Huntley. Y'all going to be so mad, bro. I'm telling y'all, y'all going to be so mad when draft night comes. With the second pick in the 2024 NFL draft, the Denver Broncos selection, Dear Sanders, quarterback, Colorado. Can we move on? Can we move on? Can we move on, please? I don't need to hear this. Thank you. Dear Sanders is a Bronco, and you're going to love it. Okay. Can we move on now? Thank you. Okay, man. Anyways. All right. TK, you back up again. It's time for you to give us our sneaky question of the week. All right. I got you. Okay. Got one. All right, so Aaron Donald was the last player to win back-to-back defensive player of the year. Who was the player to win defensive player of the year back-to-back before him? Totally, you're not in this because you're cheating. So every- what? what? That's easy. It's JJ. Okay, so get, you know what? No, you're not right. You're not right. You just oh, shouted right. out for nothing. Actually, yeah, you're, you are uh, right. You shut are up, right. Sean. Okay. I was going to say, isn't the Can point to shout it out? Can I get one? No. Yeah, go ahead. No. Go ahead. No? Go ahead. Who is the only NBA team to never play on Christmas? Oh, yeah, I'm not doing that. I don't play. The Orlando Magic. The Hornets. The Hornets. The Hornets. Uh, the Hornets are probably a good pick. Oh, yeah, is the it, Magic had Shaq. They would have played on Christmas then. Is it the Hornets? The Magic also had Dwight Howard, so they definitely would have played yeah. on Christmas. So is it the Hornets? The Hornets. The Hornets. The Hornets. Hornets. Everybody said the Hornets. Yes. Well, it's only be cheating, so yeah, I'm going to say the Hornets. I'm not cheating. That's common sense. I said the Hornets first, so. No, I said it first. What do you mean? It's right. Okay, it's okay. It's right. It's right. It's right. Oh, Jesus, you like poverty. Nope. Like a child, bro. Take those sunglasses off. It is not hot. Take those sunglasses off. Tolu, you know you don't wear sunglasses because it's hot, right? No, because <laughs> you wear sunglasses because of the brightness of the sun, and there's no brightness in his room. Nigga, you don't see the oh nigga like that. So you don't see the big. Well, yeah, yeah. Totally retarded, bro. Are you saying LED lights requires him to wear sunglasses? Are you serious? Maybe, maybe because you miss all of Sia Beats off. I put them on and I are Coach Prime, but you missed that. that, that didn't you? I don't care. You're not Zeon Sanders, buddy. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. To, okay. Also, also, there is a big ass ring light in front of me. Like, like, now I can't see him because I turned my ring light off. Uh, you're black. Okay, I ain't even going off in that can of worms because there's no way he, of all people, just said that. <laughs> That's insane. Anyways, all right. Shut up. Anyways, okay, now it's time to get to my personal favorite segment, y'all, which is hot take. So, first, to give their hot take of the week, PC. I knew you were going to go to me first. I just had a feeling. All right. So for my hot take this week, um, it's actually going to, um, hmm. uh, it is going to be about the Broncos. Um, yeah, the Broncos, as much as TK would love to draft Russ's successor, if Russ even plays a fraction of how he played this past Sunday, which was, really great. It really wasn't his fault they lost this game. They were up by three scores. Um, Russ's not going anywhere. As much as TK would love him to go somewhere, he's not going anywhere. They're going to build around him. They're going to give him protection, and they're going to give him a weapon. Um, Which is why I think not only 
do Broncos trade Corbin Sutton this year, but then they're going to draft his successor. I wanted to be Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr., but I, I think we can all agree that's just not likely for this season. But I do think that the Broncos will draft a wide receiver in the draft this year. That is my hot take. All right, they trade Sutton, and they're going to get a true wide receiver one for Russell Wilson next season. All right, and get a proper defense coordinator for him too, because yeah, Vince Joseph is obviously not the answer. But they're like, he's like the Commanders. Go off for 35 points against them. Really? They were non existent the entire first half. And you just you just folded. Like origami. You just folded. So that's my hot take this week. <sighs> All right. Um I'm gonna go NBA take. It's been a minute since we did NBA take. But um last year, um uh last week, uh Team USA somehow didn't bring home gold like um in this World Cup and that really that really rubbed me the wrong way because it's the teams that they lost to. Like for example, they lost the the the, the I think it was the, the, the bronze to Canada. To Canada. They lost to a Canadian team that is led by RJ Barrett, Dylan Brooks, and, 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 and Shane Gilchrist Alexander. That's number one. That that just makes me upset. Like if they like Shay, Shay is good, but Dylan Brooks and RJ Barrett, that is so inexcusable. You guys are a disgrace for a country. This is not Team USA. How are you risk? How dare you have USA on your chest and you're losing to Dylan Brooks and RJ Barrett? That's not that's number one. Number two, it's that they lost to a German team that is led by Dennis Schroeder, Daniel Feiss, and, 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 and one of and one of the 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 uh, what, what is that? The Wagner brothers, the Morris Wagner. That's number one. You lost to a team that I guarantee you, guarantee you. All those players have ancestors that trace back to Adolf Hitler. You guys make me sick. You make me sick. All your ancestors, I guarantee, I'll put money on it, that their ancestors trace back to Adolf Hitler. That's who they lost to. So my hot take is... LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, and all the USA are assembling together, and we we need to bring back the gold. It's pretty sad. It's so sad that we have to bring back the Avengers to beat a Dennis Shorter-led team when Anthony Edwards and Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton are both making over $200 million. Didn't Tyrese Halliburton just get paid like a whole match contract? So did, oh, so did Anthony Edwards, man. So my hot take is Team USA is bringing back the gold next year. And I will be watching, and they better not let me down, and I better not say anybody represent the country that I don't like. Why is Bobby Portis representing this country? 
Can somebody tell me why Bobby Portis is representing the country? I don't want to see Bobby Portis. I want to see actual bench, great bench players. Shoot, play in Tyrese Maxey. Okay, I never had Tyrese Maxey than Bobby Portis. Shoot, put it on Tyler Hero. I never had Tyler Hero than, than freaking Bobby Portis. We need to bring back the gold to the United States. This is disgrace that the team that we are losing to is a disgrace to the United States basketball team. Kobe Bryant, that God rest his soul, it would be ashamed of you guys losing to Dennis Schroeder and Daniel Seitz. You make me sick. In fact, I shoot, put PC and TK as the bench players, for God's sake. I don't want to see another. I need the United States to bring back the gold next year or else or else. This, oh man, you don't even want to know what I would do if some third world racist ass country wins the gold again. You don't even know what I'm going to do. You don't even know what I'm going to do. So, okay. United right. States is winning the gold next year when LeBron James and Kevin Durant, if he's not a pussy ass bitch like he is, and same with Steph Curry can actually come back and bring back the gold. Steph Curry, you know I don't like you, but I need you to bring back the gold. Kendi, you know I hate you and your bald, bald spot on your head. You know I can't stand you, but we know, we know you're great. We know you're great. And both of you need to come back and bring back the gold to the United States of America. There, there aren't any words to describe it anymore. There's, there's just nothing to describe them anymore. Germany won the, the gold, man. Germany. Germany. That makes me sick. So, we know Gianni's not here tonight, so I'm the only Heat fan, so I gotta be the one to say it. There's been a lot of reports, really today, but at least over the last couple of days, that, you know, going back and forth, that the Heat and Blazers are finally talking, that the Blazers are looking at third teams to get involved, also that the Blazers are talking to other teams, or that the Blazers are going to not trade Dame unless they get every single asset from the Heat. This is all just exactly what's been happening the entire time. It's leverage plays, it's the trailblazers pushing out agendas to the media, whatever that can get them the best offer. But we all know how this is going to end, and I don't get why people like, I don't know, TK or Mook are swayed so easily by single reports. This is going to happen. Damian Lillard is going to be on the Miami Heat, He's going to be, my hot take is that he is going to be traded to the Miami Heat in the next two weeks. By the end of the next two weeks, Damian Lillard will officially be a Miami Heat player. The trade will be done. It'll be a multi-team trade, probably with the Utah Jazz or the Nets or something. But this trade is going to get done. TK, I know in the chat today you're like, oh, he's not a Heat. He's going to either stay Portland or he's going to go to a team like the Knicks. The Knicks don't even need a point guard. I don't know why you're even mentioning the Knicks. They have Jalen Brunson. They're not even in the market for Dame. And that's the thing. No other team is in the market for Dame. It is only the Heat. So sure, maybe they'll keep him for a little while longer, but th- there's no value in that. He, they're going to trade him. They really have no other choice, and it's going to be the to the Miami Heat in the next two weeks. And then we will finally be able to stop talking about this. All right, everyone, mark your calendars right now. Two weeks from now, if Damian Lillard is not a Miami Heat, Sean, you are cooked. I'm coming for you, buddy. Well, PC, that was a great hot take that you did there, but I'm going to do one better, okay? My hot take is also going to be about the Broncos. 
in PC, I don't think you. I, I need you to look at our schedule, okay? Because it only gets tougher from here. It's not going to get any better. Doesn't matter how good Russ plays when the defense is absolutely cooked. So here's going to be my hot take. The Broncos are going to have a top five pick. It does not matter. We are going to be that bad. We are not winning more than three games this year, buddy. Okay, which will which will land us in that top five pick. My hot take is going to be: it may not be Caleb Williams. Marvin Harrison will be the second pick, but between that third and fourth pick, my hot take is going to be that the Denver Broncos are going to draft Nadir Sanders. He will not be leaving the state of Colorado. He will simply be going down the street where he will be the new franchise quarterback for the next 20 years for my Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson is going to get traded for a third and fourth round pick to a team. I don't know. Maybe the Falcons. They need a quarterback. Um, uh, uh, if the Cowboys choking up and, and Dak, which I don't think will happen this year, but if Dak chokes and just they just everything just absolutely turns to turmoil, I think that they will be in the conversation. Um, the Jets, depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's ever going to come back the same. And I think that he's just, he may be forced to retire because, like I said, an Achilles tearing your Achilles at the age of thirty nine is a lot different from doing it at thirty four. And I watch Kobe Bryant absolutely his career just diminish. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers comes back. There's going to be some teams in the market for Russell Wilson, PC, and he's going to get traded. And we are going to draft his successor in the, in, the, in, the, in the NFL draft. And here's my thing also. If it's not Marvin Harrison, what other good – what other wide receivers do you think that we would possibly draft in the top ten for him? Please tell me. Because I don't think there's any other top ten wide receiver. Unless Sean knows. Sean, is there any wide receivers you need to be paying attention to after Marvin Harrison? Oh, there certainly are. Uh, my a couple of my favorites are Keon Coleman, a uh, huge wide receiver, one out of FSU, and Malik Neighbors, who Desi should know a lot about. Uh, LSU wide receiver. Okay. okay. Wow! Okay. How many yards did he put up? How many, Sean? How against against South, yeah, against South Carolina, against that South Carolina defense. This is why we don't compliment LSU. <laughs> Mississippi State, baby. Exactly. That's pathetic. It don't you matter. You it's played a Spencer Rattler. If we would have lost, if we would have oh, lost, we would have been, been talking noise. Oh, we definitely. put up a performance yet again against Mississippi State. They're trash. We own that school. Tigers on top, well, baby. Most, Let's go. Well, most, most people do. That's my hot take. <laughs> You know, I just this this this. Hmm. Let me get to the end of the episode, man. Oh my God, Brittany Renner! Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> <What>? oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to post that on the TikTok because what? Bro, I'm gonna send this generational picture. I'm sorry, it it for shit. It's just oh shit. Okay, no, 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 no. I, I need to end the episode, man. 141's done. Follow our socials. Y'all should know what they are by now. Stay hydrated. Call a loved one. Check up on them. Tell them you love them. Check in on you people that you care about, man. Uh, trivia's next week. Um, And, yeah, trivia's next week. I, I, you know, I think this episode's gone off the deep end, honestly. It's, it's, it's unhinged. Like, totally I, just can't ever just be normal, bro. I'm sorry I'm attracted to women. My bad. I know you guys aren't attracted to women, but I am. So I'm sorry. True, true. I can be homosexual, bro.
There's something wrong. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that, bro. Proactive podcasts. All right. No. Oh, I'd only fuck PC because he's thick. TK is built like a fucking string bean. Thank you. It's not a good thing, buddy. Add some muscles into that shit, bud. Thank you. I'll try just for you. Yeah. Thank you. See y'all on 14. Goodbye. Oh, of course, check out the more sports. All right, that's all I got. Goodbye. <laughs>